This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. And if you're just tuning into the show, welcome. We are going to be talking today about financial follies. We always do an educational topic on this show because Chris and I believe that your financial success begins with being able to ask good questions. And so our biggest goal for any show that you listen to is that you walk away with some good questions to ask because that's gonna set you up for success and make sure that you get a plan that's working for you. So while you're, um, if you have a question during the show, I would say, please feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. And definitely visit our website at nolanfinancialpartners.com. While you're at the website, you can actually scroll down and click on the radio page. And we record all these shows and we do lots of educational topics from 401ks to Medicare to IRAs. So we we cover a lot of topics and a lot of good educational topics. And while you're there, you can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So again, welcome to the show. We look forward to having you and sharing this information and knowledge with you. And before we jump into it, I just wanna reach out and say hello to my amazing co-host, Tony Shore. It's all about Tony and I having a good time. It is. Well, Tara, it's great to be here. It's always about having a good time. And uh, really, we have fun with the show. I hope our listeners enjoy it and viewers enjoy it as well. Uh, I know I always do. And we always have a great one. And I think you've got a a great topic lined up for the show today. You were telling me about it before the show. Uh, It sounds like a fun one anyway. And, you know, I've been good uh, this uh Uh, I'm moving my daughter into uh, college, uh, her first year of college this week, and I've been really busy. Uh, My uh, partner in crime, Mitch Heil, uh, who edits our shows uh, for the radio and for podcasts, uh, is out all week. So I'm doing some editing myself, which uh, (laughs) I I can do it, but I I do a really good job, but I'm kind of a perfectionist and it takes me, I'm going to go out on a limb and say a hundred times longer than it does Mitch to edit a show. Oh yeah. Right, right. Well, you're vested because you're on it's, it's your voice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And when I hear myself go uh during the show I'm like I need to edit that out. So <laughs> and I'll edit that one out and then it won't be funny. So uh but Tara, what are we talking about on the show today? It seems uh it seems like an interesting topic, financial follies, right? Well, we're going to have a little fun with it, Tony, because I don't want to call them fails because these are follies or things that we all do. And yeah. I just, you know, I deal with a lot of clients and, and I always think it helps people feel better when they realize like, oh, I'm not alone. Because, you know, sometimes we're like a little embarrassed, like we don't want people to know some of the things that we do or think. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and this show today is just going to be about sharing a little fun with everybody and, and kind of looking at things that aren't necessarily catastrophes. But if you think about it, you're like, oh, okay. well, that's a case where I could probably make a better financial decision for myself. 
Sure. And yeah, so, follies is a better word than fails. I mean, follies, you think of sports bloopers or uh, America's Funniest Home Videos uh, sometimes, but uh, it, it's a good natured way of looking at, hey, uh, mistakes, you know, or accidents happen, mistakes happen. Uh, right. But, you know, financial follies, I, I love how you use it with your clients. And I'm guessing it's also uh, going to fuel a, a terrific show for us today, right? It is, Tony, because, you know, we want to just give people the chance, like life is hard enough and we make enough of our own mistakes. So if you have this opportunity to to go, oh, I was thinking about doing that. Maybe I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Gives you that chance to to make your own fresh mistakes so that you're not making ones that have been made by others. And uh, so we're going to just jump right in here. So I I found like this great article that just kind of kicked the idea off for me and um, just reminded me to go. You know, I I like to point these things out to clients because sometimes they find that they're spending more money, but they don't feel like it. They're like, why do I have this big credit card bill? What did this happen? How did this happen? I can tell you this happened, Tony, with one of my clients. He was newly retired and he had been an intense engineer, really busy. And all of a sudden we sat down for our first meeting after they had retired. We did a little earlier one than waiting the full year. And, And I sat down with him and his wife and there was a little bit of a grumpy atmosphere. Oh, uh-oh. And, and, and I said, well, Hey guys, what's <laughs> happening? And he said, well, just take a look at this. And here he slid me the credit card bill. She's oh. spending all my money. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I'm like, well, what happened? Because you were fine two months ago yeah. Yeah. and she wasn't spending all of your money two months ago. So what happened? So we, we actually took it and we went through the credit card list and Tony, everyone's Lowe's, Home Depot, Lowe's. I'm like, how many power tools do you have now? Yeah. (laughs) And he had just been getting caught up on all the projects, like building a new pen in the backyard for the dog and, you know, building the actual dog house and, you know, the little repairs around the house. And so of course a new job requires a new tool, right? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can't do a project without a new tool. (laughs) And, and now he had all this time to do the things. And so Mm. what had happened was it it just, it can creep up on you when you're not used to it. And it was a new experience for him because he just had been working, you know, he's one of those guys that was working 60 to 80 hours a week. So for him, it wasn't like he was doing anything different other than he just now had time. Yeah. And and so this is one of those things that we want to talk about because it can creep up on you. Like, I love this example. Let's use lunch as an example. Let's say you're spending $30 a week on an afternoon meal because it, isn't it amazing that that's how much it can cost even just to go like to McDonald's. Oh, it's crazy. For a family. Yeah. And that's not going to make or break you, right? 30 bucks. Yeah. But now let's think about it like this. 30 bucks a week is $120 a month. Again, not life changing, but now let's go $30 a week for 52 weeks. Tony, that's $1,560. Yeah, so, it adds up. Yeah, and what about people who spend $30 a day on food? Some people eat out at lunch and spend $12, $15 for their own lunch uh, if they work and then go out to eat or order in, you know, you pay those delivery fees and then maybe they eat out at supper too or for breakfast So or and get coffee and a sandwich at Starbucks on their way to work. So... Uh, it can add up. And I mean, $30 a week is probably a minimum that a lot of people spend. It, it's probably a lot more. And then it adds up even more, right? Well, it really does. And I can just take you back to when I was a lieutenant to go eat at McDonald's for lunch was five bucks. Yep. And I was at that time trying to work on my private pilot's license. 
And I had to go look at it. I was like, I can't afford to eat out even at McDonald's if I want to go get my private pilot's license. Right. And so it just became, you know, and it's nice when you, as you get older, you tend to get beyond the the space where you have to make either or decisions. But here's the thing, Tony, is once you get to the place where you have enough money, you start to think about the habit pattern and go, even if I can spend, you know, 30 bucks a couple of times a week at McDonald's, is that what I want to do? Right. Is that how I want to spend my money? Is that what I want to do for my health? So there becomes lots of um, other reasons to think about it. And, and it's interesting too, Tony, though, because sometimes I'll catch myself wanting to treat myself out just because I can. Because when right. I was younger, I was poor and I couldn't. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's like a personal freedom thing to be yeah. able to go, I'm going to have that snack just because I can. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Oh, I, I know the feeling. And, you know, you can you can fall into that trap easily. You think, oh, I grabbed a $10 lunch today. What's the big deal? But if you do it every day, obviously the end result is obvious. So. Right. But it's interesting how it's 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 just sometimes what the things we do for convenience or to feel independent, but it's not really um, doing the thing we want it to do. Right. And so I, I just kind of like that idea. Um, then the next thing, Tony, actually, you shared this with me. Um, the article was talking about those things that just drip money out of your account, those um, ongoing scheduled payments. Yep. Automatic payments, services, and month subscription services, right? You were right. And you were talking about how you're very smart with it. Like you'll, you'll subscribe to Netflix and watch all the programs you want. And when you're tired with Netflix, you'll cancel Netflix and then you'll move over to Amazon Prime. Yep. Or then you'll move over to Disney. But I love how you you just pick one or one at a time. Yeah, because they don't have uh, contracts like cable used to. Uh, If there's no contracts with your streaming services, you can use it for a while. Unsubscribe, uh, start up another service, unsubscribe and go back and forth. That'll save you a little money. And so much. I mean, because at one point we started doing it because at one point we had, you know, there are six streaming services and like two of them we never watched. You know, and that's money, you know, that's, you know, between 10 and 10 and $20. Usually now some of them are $15 a month, you know, for a streaming service, you know, HBO Max or something. So uh, it really can hurt. Uh, it, it can hit your bank account more than you think nothing of. It. It's like, what's 10 bucks a month? What's 15 bucks a month? That's nothing. Right. But when you have multiple, when you have five people in your household and you're subscribing mm-hmm. to a few things and, you know, my, your daughter, maybe my daughter, or my son, uh, I pay, you gave them the credit card to subscribe to some, you know, live gaming service or online service. It's like, oh, okay. Now you get the credit card bill or your check, your checking account bill and you see all these withdrawals for all these services and it adds up a lot. It really does. And that was, I had a class where we talked about that was kind of a genius marketing uh, switch that someone thought of. And I was mm-hmm. at the, the hair salon the other day, Tony, and they had said, hey, you want this magazine? And you just sign up, you know, with your credit card, it's free for the first three months. Yep. And then you just cancel it when you don't want it. And I just thought, oh, that's beautiful because it's going to be like 20 bucks and then I'll forget uh-huh. about it. Yep. And so that's what how, they count long, on. Yeah. how long will they get out of it before I go, you know, I don't even want this thing. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. It's coming in the mail. Yeah. And, and so it's just really interesting, the psychology of things and how we end up just having little drips. It's like having little, if you had a bucket of water and then there's just a little holes in it yeah. and, and, and trying yeah. to, to, we want to 
make that bucket as waterproof as possible so that we're spending money on the things that we want. Yeah, that's a folly that a lot of us fall into easily. I'm sure everybody could look at their bank statement or their credit card statements or both and find things. It's like, what's this going for? And it's some monthly fee on, of something you don't really need or you don't use. So uh, there are a lot of ways to cut down and that's a big folly. I'm glad you brought that up. And, you know, I mean, and also time is an issue here mm-hmm. because let's not forget you're you're supposed to be spending time working, sleeping, and with family or loved ones. So if you have 10 different entertainment streams, streaming services, you know, uh, maybe you probably don't have time to watch all of them anyway, because you should be doing some of those other things as well. You know, I love that. And especially I was thinking about that um, too, when I was looking at this article, because it's summertime right now. And this is the time, like in the evening when when it starts to get dark, you know, in Colorado, it gets dark so early once the wintertime hits. But now it's staying light till almost eight or nine o'clock. And so Chris and I, we've shifted so that after dinner, we're we're going and taking our walk. Ah, that's nice. And so we we don't have as much time for TV. And that's a good thing. Probably you're getting outside, you're spending time together where you can talk or, you know, enjoy nature. And it's healthier uh, than sitting on the couch and watching TV. It's fun to watch TV shows with, uh, with Chris or whoever, you know, our friends or loved ones. But uh, I think it's better uh, if you can communicate some (laughs) and get exercise and fresh air. So uh, that's a great, that's a good tip for everyone, for all of us. And I could do that more as well. I think that's great. Um, you know, uh, speaking of credit cards, uh, I bet there's a, a, a lot of follies you see with credit cards as well, right? Well, I mean, credit cards, that's like the thing. I, I think it should be taught in high school. But credit yeah. credit card, it's like magic, right? You, you hand someone this card and they give you stuff. Yeah. And so it's not like the old days where you actually had to have cash in your wallet. And if you didn't have cash in your wallet, you didn't get to buy something. And a credit card, you know, it's good for convenience and it's good for establishing your credit history. And actually, I like it. We just actually did some of our taxes and it makes it easy because we have a record. Right. Because we don't use cash. We we put everything on our credit card. So those are the positive sides of credit card. But the thing is, is it can make it too easy. And, and it, it, you'll catch yourself like buying things that you don't necessarily need because it is just right. easy and you don't have, and I don't even carry cash anymore. So I, I have to be mm-hmm. saying I'm guilty of using my credit card for everything, but you just want to make sure that you've had some thought process, you know, whether it's like the beginning of the month or whenever you reconcile and kind of go through your statements that you kind of go in your head, okay, here's the things I'm going to buy. And, and you kind of make your own thresholds to go. So you have some kind of a thought process. Is this something that's on my list of things that I'm going to buy? Like groceries and gas for the car. Okay, you're going to buy those things. But, you know, kind of Chris and I have an unspoken agreement, basically, that if we're going to buy something that's more than $500, we'll talk about it. And, you know, we don't need each other's permission, but it's just to go, is this something that we really want? Right. And because it's so easy just to throw things on the credit card. And, and here's the thing, Tony, is I do have some clients that are like, well, that's why I like my debit card, because it just comes out of my bank account and it's like a check. The only thing I don't like about debit cards, Tony, is they don't have that layer of protection. And yeah. I had a client who had that debit card stolen. And like if someone steals your credit card, then you have a chance to dispute it with the credit card company. Right. But when you throw your debit card, they can just clean out your bank account and there's no protection. So it's one of those things. I like it because it gives you that 
you can't overspend because you either have money in the bank or you don't, but then it doesn't have that layer of protection. So isn't it hard, Tony? Like everything is, it depends. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It is. Well, I think now would be a good time because it sounds like we're getting into some financial planning and some ideas that you use to help your clients. How can our viewers and listeners out there uh, get a hold of you, set up a meeting with uh, Chris and or yourself uh, to sit down and talk about having a financial strategy and plan? Sure, Tony. So the number to call is 719-210-4242. And especially for today's show, for the folks listening that are um, interested to go, what mistakes am I making that I don't even know that I'm making and want to get that second opinion to look at what their plan actually is? Give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. And Tony, we set aside complimentary appointments for today's show, specifically for those people who are like, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't want to be making these mistakes. I want to have a plan that makes sense because I want to be set up for my financial success and not have all of my financial resources just dribbling out of the bottom of my bucket because I didn't have a plan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have a plan in place. And uh, that's true. The leaky bucket uh, analogy. I, I like that one, Tara. Um, but uh, w- what's the website uh, that people can go to as well? There's so many resources on there. Give that web address one more time. Sure, Tony. The website is nolanfinancialpartners.com. All and right. Yeah, it's a great site. To visit it and you can actually, right from the website, you can book a discovery call to sit down and have your complimentary appointment right from the website. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, today you're talking to us about common financial follies, Tara. And I think it's been anything but a folly. It's been a great show. So uh, let's keep up this momentum. Uh, what do you have next for us? Well, uh, the new one that's, that comes up, Tony, it's not a new idea. It's just about when you're looking at buying a new set of wheels, going to get that new car. Buying a new car, I mean, that's like, there's so much emotion tangled up in a new car. You know, remember when you're 16 and you, you get permission to take the family car out? Or maybe if you were lucky enough to, you got a car when you were 16. And, you know, and I can remember when I was able to buy my first car for myself, like what a, it's, it's not just about the car, it's about all the independence that comes with it. And so one of the things that I, I like to talk to people so they don't mix it is this idea of, do you need a new car or do you need a car that's reliable to get you where you're going to go? And right. think about that because getting a new car just right off the top, it's, it's not smart financially because cars are one of those luxury items. As soon as you drive it off the lot, it loses value. Yeah, unfortunately, it really does. They depreciate in value so much instantly. And so, and I would say separate it out like this. If like a car is your thing and that is your thing, then you can look at getting a new car. But if it's not really your thing, do you want to spend your money on that? And I can tell you, Tony, we had this conversation recently with one of my clients and what they actually, we talked to him about was he, he has his truck. He loves his truck. His truck is his baby, but he has yep. a very long commute to work. So actually what he does now is he has his truck and that's what he does in his free time. But then sure. he got himself a good, reliable commuter for the, just the back and forth to work when he's just not seeing anybody. So he's saving a lot of money on maintenance and just gas and all that kind of stuff. So kind of split it down the middle. So he does have have his nice truck for when he's going out on the weekends and going out with his wife and and for that kind of situation. So it just goes back to that being intentional and conscious about the decisions you make with your money. Like, are you doing it because you want it or because you're trying to keep up with your neighbor next door? 
Right. And that, that leads into, you know, uh, I was going to ask what kind of advice you'd give somebody who has 200,000 miles on their current vehicle. So they are 250,000. So they, they pretty much have to upgrade uh, right now, which is a, it's a tough time to buy a vehicle. Um, but, uh, but that want and need uh, they have different meetings. So uh, then that comes into play, right? Absolutely does, Tony. And that's a great, great lead in right there is that you may want one of those big SUVs that seats eight people. Yeah. But do, how many kids do you have one kid at home? Two? <laughs> do you really want a vehicle that sits eight? And so right. when you stick to your needs rather than your wants, that's going to really help you save money. Yeah. Good and, point. And just, you know, things to remember, like, you know, some of these SUVs, they cost a little more purchase, a little more. It's not just the purchase, but it costs more to insure them. It costs more in the fuel. So there's all these other little ancillary things that can add up. So if you're buying it just because you want it or because you want the neighbors to be impressed with the car you have, just think it through and go, is that how you want to spend your money? Right. And right. I, I, when I have these conversations with my clients, Tony, a lot of times they're like, oh, so I could get this car or I could get something that's reliable, that does what I want. And then I can take this awesome vacation to Hawaii. Hmm. Yeah. Rather than buying a brand new car, maybe get one that's just two years old with low mileage. It's still going to be reliable, uh, but wow, you're going to get it paid off sooner. The payments are going to be much smaller. And if you buy a car that's reliable and gets good gas mileage instead of a big truck or SUV, those are great. That's what everybody wants right now. And those are the status symbols. But, you know, I've known people who reach that point where, hey, they're able to they have the money. They're able to purchase a brand new rather than a gently used uh, vehicle. But in most cases, they're choosing new because it's a status symbol. It's not because they need it. It's because uh, they want it. So just because you can afford something doesn't necessarily make it a, f a smart financial move either. Right. Exactly. And that's just where you have to be very clear. So if that's where you're going to choose to spend your money on a status symbol, then you're going to not have that money available somewhere else. So yep. just just be very clear about what you're doing. You know, for me, I would rather take that trip to Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I can tell you, you no, know, Tony, I do have a brother who a car is his thing. He enjoys it. And that's 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 his thing. But he's been very intentional about it. Sure. So. Yeah. And that, and that's different. And you have to talk to your financial advisor, look at where you're at and what you need and where your priorities are as far as, as, far as your finances. If you want to travel, that's, probably not a good idea to spend, uh, you know, go out and buy that new Corvette. Right. Tony, you hit on it. That's the key. And this is what good financial planning is all about is understanding your priorities and your goals. It starts with understanding those two things very clearly. And then you figure out how you're going to spend your money and how you're going to save. And where people get in trouble, Tony, is they don't have a plan, so they don't really understand what their goals are, and mm. then they they use up all their resources before they can make the plan, and then they go, what happened? You know, yeah. it's time for me to retire, and I haven't saved the nest egg that I want to have, and it, it gets right back to what you said, Tony, is just understanding your priorities, looking at the resources that you have, and you build that plan for success. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, cars have been just skyrocketing in value, harder to find, more expensive. Uh, but housing, uh, that's gone crazy, too. Uh, that's a financial. F a lot of people make mistakes, especially right now when buying a house, too, don't they? Oh, yeah, Tony, because, uh, well, and I can tell you right now, Chris and I are house shopping. 
So we had oh. one of our rental properties for years. The guys lived in there for 10 years. Sure. And we always told him if he, if he wants to buy the house, you know, we'll sell it to him. And he just decided, he's like, I want to buy it. <laughs> so we're like, oh boy, <laughs> because we're yeah. going to do a 1031 exchange. And so now we're looking for another rental property. So you have and, to, while you're saying that, if I can jump in to explain to our listeners, and I didn't understand this at first, but, and you mentioned this uh, in a previous show that um, the reason now you have to look for it, I thought, well, you can sell that house and put the money in a retirement account or put it in stocks and let it grow. But then you have to pay taxes on all those gains, right? So exactly. what you're saying is the reason you need to look for another property to buy is because if you use the money from the sale of a home to put toward the purchase of another, you don't have to pay taxes. Is that, am I getting that right? Yeah. I don't have to pay taxes now. Someday it'll catch now. up with me. Oh, well, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. But we're yeah. going to kick that can down the road. No, Tony, thank you for clarifying that, but that's exactly right. But it, we, so I just spent last week, we spent an entire afternoon, Tony, I think we looked at 20 houses. Wow. And wow. it's just, it's just amazing. Like these houses, like some of them are like five bedrooms and then they finish the basements and they have four car garages. And, you know, Chris and I are looking at it through the lens of what is going to be a good rental property. Right. And, you know, people only pay so much for rent and you see people right. that have spent, gotten these houses that are so big that they're just untenable. Yeah. And they I mean, don't if you have good, a family of four, you don't need 5,000 square feet, right? You don't have to have it. And then you just, you know, you look at the money and especially I see a lot of these, these houses, people have done things like add extra rooms on instead of just working with the space that they have and yeah. just being more economical. That was the decision Chris and I did with our remodel a couple of years ago is we were, you know, being encouraged to like, you know, just add on an extra room, you know, with the, the glass and, and do all that. And we kind of thought about it and we're like, you know, it's just the two of us. We don't need more space. We just need right. the space we have to be more comfortable. Right. And so point. In, instead of like increasing the square footage, which would have increased the amount to heat it and the amount to cool it and all that, we just, actually turn that money into taking the space that we had and making it more comfortable. And so we're actually enjoying that, but it's, it's really tempting to just kind of, it's like ingrained in us in the marketing is you got to make it bigger. You know, yeah. you're going to do a remodel. Let's add an extra room. And, and you got to remember all these different things. It, it's about the taxes and then the upkeep and then the titles. And so you just have to remember every money decision you make has the second and third order effects. That's and true. so that's why Chris and I like to sit down with people and go through the plan and say, okay, let's talk about the decision that you want. And, and let's talk about what's the consequence of that decision versus, you know, your long-term goal is to have this kind of retirement. So do you want to, you know, spend, increase the cost of your daily living with your house by increasing the heat bill, the cooling bill, all of those things, or do you want to be a little, make a smart, more economical decision. And then you can save that money towards retirement. So then when you retire, then you can go play. Just realized uh, we are out of time for today's show. I guess I ramble, we rambled too much about the housing market because it's so crazy, but do you have anything you want to add before we go? Well, the bottom line, Tony, from today's show, I just want to add is it's all about having a strategy that's written down. And so Chris and I have set aside 20 complimentary appointments for those first 20 callers that want to sit down and do that complimentary meeting to talk about what is your goal and do you have a strategy to get there? 
So Tony, that number is 719-210-4242. Really excited to help people who are interested to take control of their financial life and have that strategy in place so that they succeed with their finances. All right. Well, Tara, great show today. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan. Join us again for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at taraenolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.